How much thought do we need to put into our requests to God? How far must we go to make things happen as we want? Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carica, and this homily was recorded on December 22nd for the fourth Sunday in Advent, 10.30 a.m. Mass at Ascension Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. You may, within your life, or have experienced uh, the, the game of deciding or uh, getting someone else to decide what they want for Christmas. There's some needed strategy that goes into this uh, for some more than others. You may be sitting next to someone right now who just simply refuses to tell you what they want, uh, and you have to guess, but I wasn't ever really that way so much. I took a lot of time carefully to decide exactly what it was that I should ask for. There are several reasons for this. Uh, One, my birthday is a month and two days away from Christmas, and so it all happens kind of all at once. And then, being uh, the oldest and uh, having my brother actually born on my birthday, uh, it made all of this even a little bit more complicated because obviously there was other children to receive gifts and so I knew I couldn't ask for too much because if I did, well, I'd probably be disappointed. And if I asked for too little, well, then I'd probably be disappointed. So, and, and having it so close together, now don't get me wrong, some have their birthday like the day after Christmas which would be, like, kind of cool on one hand, but then really difficult on the other, because it all happens at once. For me, I had this month, and then not really much after that. Like, you have to, if you want something, you gotta ask for it, but you gotta ask for it in the right way. There could be some strategy involved with how we we ask for the gifts uh, that we want. Ahaz, in our first reading, uh, the prophet Isaiah has come to him. He's the king of Israel. The prophet Isaiah has come to him, and, and Isaiah is no, like, small potatoes or anything. I mean, he's a, he's a big prophet. And Isaiah tells the king, tell me what you want from God. And Ahaz seems to respond with, oh, I really don't want anything. But I really don't think that's his deal. I think he's playing a game. I think he's afraid that if he asks for too much, that God will smite him, that God will have vengeance upon him. How dare you ask for that? You don't deserve that. You're not good enough for that. How dare you? And then if he, if he asks for too little, well, then he might just be disappointed. So he seems to be playing this game with the prophet Isaiah to where he's, I don't know, you know, it doesn't really, And then comes one of my favorite lines in all scripture, where Isaiah says, must you weary your people? Not only you weary your people, but you weary your God as well. That Isaiah is not having much to do with it. Isaiah doesn't really mince words too much. He goes right to the point. I have a feeling that if 
the king had actually asked for something that Isaiah the prophet would have said, well, that's a good gift. God desires to bestow that upon you, but God also has something else, something beyond imagination, something beyond what you could even begin to consider, something beyond our wildest dreams, our biggest imagination. God has Emmanuel. God is with us, the Messiah himself, to present to you and the people as a sign of God's love for you forever and ever. Instead of asking for something and then receiving more on top of that, Ahaz plays this game. I don't really know what I want. God has so much more in store for us. In our gospel, we have a similar situation where a messenger of God, this time not a prophet, but an angel, comes to Joseph. Comes to Joseph in a dream. And the, uh, Joseph, at this time, he's, he's having a lot of difficulty. He knows that uh, he's not the father, and he knows that Mary's pregnant, so what is he going to do? He doesn't want to ridicule her. He doesn't want to... Uh, to, to punish Mary, uh, mostly he also recognizes that if he goes about this the wrong way, she's going to get hauled out into the, the street and possibly stoned. So he wants to be careful, but he also wants to do the right thing. He is a righteous man. And so he's struggling with this, and the angel of God comes to him and a dream and says basically, chill. It's going to be fine. And if I were Joseph, if I were Joseph, I'd probably have a few questions. Really? You sure about that? How did that happen? Who is, why is, where, how, what? But what does Joseph say? When Joseph is Speaking to this angel, Gabriel, what does Joseph say? It's a trick question. What does Joseph say? Okay. What? Okay. okay? Does he even say okay? He just, he doesn't say anything, does he? Joseph's most profound line in all of scripture. He doesn't say anything. He's a very smart man. Thank you. I mean, he probably spoke. We, we don't deny that. He wasn't mute or anything. But he didn't say anything. He didn't try to figure this out. He didn't try to play a game with the angel and, and get things on his terms. He didn't list out a whole uh, line of, but what about, but what about, but what about? He just, okay, exactly, without even having to say it. Okay. God's pretty powerful, Mary's pretty awesome, and I'm doing my best here. I mean, he was the only one in that whole house that had original sin, so, I mean, he probably got used really quick to being the one who was wrong all the time. <laughs> but he just receives. He doesn't try to manipulate the situation. He doesn't try to play games with the angel. He just simply says, all right. I don't understand how this is possible. And yet, 
I'm going to work with it. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to allow God to show me the way forward. When I was in seminary, I have a, a good friend, and he's still a good friend. Uh, his name is Peter. Uh, many of you uh, growing up, I, I listened to him on our way to, to grade school. Uh, I'd love telling him that. Uh, he was the uh, uh, Peter B. On, uh, on the WDJX. He's, he's a good man. He's crazy. He's a good man. Uh, and, and Peter, while in seminary, he would constantly go on and on and on about how he had a list of truck driving schools in his web browser because he wasn't good enough to be a priest and he might as well go be a truck driver. I said, Peter, you don't want to be a truck driver. You don't want to do that. I know what it does like. You don't want to do that. But he would just go, I'm not worthy. I can't do this. I'd rather be a truck driver. Uh. On and on and on. He still does, by the way. He still talks about being a truck driver. I'm like, Father, you're a priest. You can't go be a truck driver. I was more proud, I think, on the day of his ordination than on mine. Because he got there. One day I said, Peter, of course you're not worthy. That's the whole point. None of us are. None of us in this entire school are worthy of the priesthood of Jesus Christ. That is the entire point. You're made worthy. God's going to work with you. It's going to be all right. If we just get out of the way and stop playing games. There's a quote, I don't, I don't know who to attribute it to. Uh, it's probably gone through so many forms and, and, and uh, ways of, of putting it that it doesn't really have uh, attribution any longer. But I will often use this quote or the saying uh, when someone comes to me and they're certain that they have done irrevocable, irrevocable damage in their lives. They've done something terrible, it, they've messed something up, they've made a bad decision, and this, the saying goes like this. If you think you have messed up so badly that you have destroyed God's plan for your life, remember, most beautiful child, you are not that powerful. You are not that powerful. We come in preparation, recognizing that we're not worthy for this gift, but not wanting to play any games either. Let's open our heart truly to receiving the Word of God, the Word made flesh, God Himself. Without playing any games, without trying to make it what we want to make it, but rather just simply receiving the Lord our God, Emmanuel Himself. We receive that same God today from the altar. We receive that God over and over. And instead of getting in the way and tripping over ourselves, let us just freely, perhaps like Joseph, just receive that which we are called to receive. Emmanuel, God is with us. you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.